We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast hosted by me, John Baker. And me, Jonathan Motney. Today we're going to be talking about a very special TV show. Wow, dude, you sound like a freaking square when you say it like that. Whoa, one that might reside in Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just an old person. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Square is what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the most shape-based game show that we've done so far. I don't know. Make a Deal has a lot of rectangles in it. Is that in the name? Is it called Let's Make a Rectangle? I would love to make a rectangle. I would crush that game. Deal or Square Deal? It's about uh, Teddy Roosevelt's mm-hmm. proposals. Right. Um, but first, before we hop into Hollywood Squares, <laughs> we've got a sponsor. That okay? I just read the title of, and I'm curious. I yeah, guess, you should be the best word I could use. Well, you know, we're about to be less curious because we're gonna start it. All right, dude. Yeah, I got into a tussle with a coworker yesterday. Now it's awkward. Ugh. Well, you're in luck because our sponsor today specializes in eliminating annoying coworkers, argumentative spouses, and just general rude people. <laughs> what do they uh, kill them or something? That's exactly right. The friendly, deadly hitman will send out a personable and deadly hitman to remove that annoying coworker forever. And they'll do it with a big smile on their face. I'm looking at their website now. It looks like you can even personalize your order with type of removal and even a final phrase whispered by your hitman into the ear of the target. How cool is that? What are some of the phrases you can order? Hasta la vista, baby. This is what you get for eating my lunch, Sharon. Ba with the ba, da bang da bang, diggy diggies diggy said the boogie said up jump the boogie. Oh, so just I didn't know. I thought there was going to be some twists, but it's just the kid rock. It's lyrics. just the kid lock. Yeah, the kid lock. Kid lock lyrics. Kid lock lyrics. <laughs> um, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Hey, cranked at soldier boy. Mm-hmm. Say hello to Jesus for me. Hi. Say hello to Allah for me. Okay. Say hello to Vishnu for me. Okay. Say hello to Yahweh for me. (laughs) So inclusive. You can even make a custom one. Oh, yeah? Which phrase would you create for yours? Say hello to my grandfather for me. Mm, That's that's sweet. No, he's not dead. I just... I just thought... um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't talk to him enough. Okay, so so before the hitman kills them, you want this person to find who your grandfather is. Uh Uh-huh. And then reach out to him right? Yes. and talk to him. Yeah, just check in. Okay, and then the hitman can conclude the sale? Yeah, I mean, obviously go about your business afterwards. Go about your business. But I just want to make sure Gramps is okay. That's very nice of you. Come on down, listeners. Get a 10% discount on their first order and two minutes free of their live stream upgrade. Watch the final moments of the target's life easily from your computer or smartphone. The friendly, deadly hitmen. We make problems disappear with a smile. And knife, gun, or poison. Mm. Wow. The friendly, deadly hitmen. Yeah. Interesting. If I'm going to be murdered by a hitman, I would like to see a nice smile as the last thing I see. I would like him to check in on my grandfather first. That is very specific, yeah. He get goes on with what he's going to do. I mean, if I'm paying him already. Allegedly. Yeah. So, hey, man, I've got a, I've got a quick confession to make. Oh, no. I do not have any living grandfathers. Wow. So you I'm did sorry, want I'm, him to die and go say hi to your dead I'm sorry I misled uh, the people. I just thought it would be better for the advertising. I thought... To you lie? Know, you thought it would be cool to lie for the advertising? I mean, I thought that's kind of what advertising does. I work so hard to get these sponsors locked down, and you think it's funny to just lie. I don't know. The sponsors, they just get really lazy sometimes, and they just put Baker improv i just got an in email there. from the sponsor and yeah. they have pulled their sponsorship they're listening to this live they have pulled their sponsorship shit 
All right. I guess that's 38 out of 38 sponsorships pulled so far. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Hollywood Squares. Yes. Yes. This is a game show that's old that that I think there was a there was a time period where it was also relevant to to us. Uh, it was it was around in in a period that we might have watched it. I know I did. Um, but it started way well before us, twenty years before we started, in the year nineteen sixty six. Wow, on NBC actually they did they did a pilot in sixty five. Uh, and then in 1966, it began began airing on NBC, National Board Broadband Company. Exactly, they were way ahead of the game. Way there. ahead of the <laughs> they game. Were, they were just future proofed real well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hosted by Peter Marshall. Well, you know, kind of two first names. Uh, well, interesting thing about Peter Marshall, not his real name. This, uh, you know, this Hollywood stage name thing. Of course. I I feel like it was much more popular in the past. I I mean, still, you've got like Lady Gaga and Mm -hmm. those sorts of people around. Billie Eilish. No, I think that's her name. Her name is Billie Eilish. Yeah, I think so. Yikes. And I don't know for a fact, but I think so. I I mean, honestly, it sounds like, but her parents are like, Hollywood types, so I think that Hollywood yeah. types think that they should give their kids stage names because they're like, they, they why just, change at, your name? From birth, they just give them a stage right. name. Okay, that's smart, actually. I know. I'm going to do that. Can you imagine my like, dog. calling AT&T like, uh, customer service line and someone picks up and they're like, hi, I'm Billie Eilish, how can I help you? Well, I just feel it would be weird if they told me their full name in the first place. You don't get... I like to get the customer service full name so I know exactly who I'm talking because to. Because usually it's somebody that can't speak English at all, and they're like, they tell me that their name is Chad or something, and I don't believe that. Okay, so she could say, I'm Billy English. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, what is, okay what's your name here? Billy Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't handle fuck? that. I can't handle that right now. Pirate Baird. I would have just called myself Pirate Baird. Jesus Christ. Um, so... She has a brother named Phineas, who's her producer. What's his name? Like fucking Phineas Captain Phineas Jack Gage. Sparrow. Phineas McGuire. <laughs> and there's some other. Irish I have no name. idea how to spell Phineas, so I spelled it P H. Here we go. You found yeah. him, Phineas Eilish. He's. Uh, I don't know. You just got the Billy Ray Cyrus Wikipedia page for some reason. The fuck. Anyway, Peter Marshall was not his real name. In fact, his real name, and you might understand why he changed his name after Was it Poot McGee? Worse. It was Ralph Pierre Lecoq. Ralph. So his name was Ralph Lecoq. Ralph Lecoq. Okay. So he took on Marshall as his stage last name and then changed uh, Pierre to Peter, a more anglicized version of Pierre. Went with Peter Marshall. He's uh, he's still alive. He's real old. He's ninety five years old. Oh right my now. gosh! Which big big ups to Peter if you're listening to this, or my boy Ralph as I like to call you. Um, he actually he's so old. How, how old, old is, is he? he? That he fought in World War Two. <laughs> so against America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, his name was Pierre Lacoste. Oh my god! It sounds like a villain. It does. He uh, he he graduated high school in '44. Got s- sent overseas, you know, to fight them Nazis. Mm-hmm. Turned out, we got over there. He was just so, so entertaining. They they made him a DJ. A DJ. Yes. Okay, so like you know, when you see Civil War photos and there's a drummer next to the general, right? It's a DJ exactly. in World War II. In okay. World War II, it's a DJ. He, he was sent to Italy to be a DJ on army radio. What an amazing turn like, of like, for somebody. Like a good morning Vietnam situation, but yeah. World War II. They oh actually had people that were members of the military that you're like, eh, not so, you're not so much on the fighting. You're not, you're not so much on the climbing out of trenches and shooting people with machine guns. I don't yeah. really see 
that benefiting us as a country, as a civilization, very much. You do got some good zingers, though. So do you think that when he went in to talk to a recruiter, he did like a monologue audition? <laughs> he, did, he did have to do a monologue. <laughs> so they're like, I don't think yeah. you, you're not here to fight, are you, bud? Yeah. He had to do a comedic monologue, a dramatic monologue, and a song. Okay. And and yeah, so he 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 was sent over to fight for a little bit, then ended up in Italy DJing until 1946. What he, an amazing when story. He came back home. Uh, you know, did some more. He was part of a, a comedy duo that kind of toured around, did some stuff, did some Broadway and, and things of that nature. Uh, some went over to London, did some of the West End, yada, yada, yada. Wow. Wasn't getting much steady work in Hollywood. But because uh, he was a Nazi. Right. Well, no, that was cool at that point. Well, the like, war was over. I guess there were a lot of movies made about World War II, so yeah, he so would always be right, typecast. Exactly. So he, uh, one of his, one of his kind of show business buddies, recommended that he should try and get this uh, this hosting gig for Hollywood Squares, and he wasn't really interested. But one of his comedic rivals was interesting. Yeah, it was Karatov. Was interested. And so he was like, fuck that guy, I'll do it. Yeah. And so he got the job. And Peter Marshall hosted, you know, uh, Hollywood Squares from its inception. The way the game worked. Hated that movie. Inception? Mm-hmm. What would you hate about it? I had just gotten a shot in my eye, uh, so then I went to go watch it. You were there. We watched yeah. it together. Yeah. Why'd you get a shot in your eye? You had a loose, dangling participle in your eye? No, I had a, like, a, there was a blood vessel in there that kind of popped. Anybody who has had macular degeneration, uh, big ups to my Mac heads. Um, <laughs> is, that what, is that what you guys call yourselves? Yeah, Mac heads. On the forums? Macular degeneration, <laughs> homies. It was too long. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I had to get a protein shot to, to seal up the, the, uh, the seeping, the weeping uh, uh, liquid that was going into my you eye. You were just crying all the time. Why didn't you Reverse. just eat some steak or something if you just needed protein? Well, what I did is I had to baby bird chewed up steak into my eye. Oh, what? you had to chew it and then drop it in there? Right. And that, but that wasn't working. It wasn't, enough. Okay. it wasn't penetrating the actual layers of my eye. Got it. And so a very nice lady called named Dr. Coors um, poured beer into my eye. And that didn't work. Say, did, so then she finally gave me the did shot. She, did the mountains turn blue the before she gave you the were shot? Blue, yes. Wow. So Hollywood Squares is a glorified game of tic tac toe. Yeah. So there are nine celebrities on each episode. And they are arranged Brady Bunch style. Mm-hmm. In three rows of three. There are two regular person contestants. Regular person? Yes. You know, like a, a Mac head or something. A Mac head. <laughs> there, there are two of them competing uh, in this game. And the way it works is they alternate turns. The celebrity, They choose a celebrity on the board. That celebrity is asked a trivia question. They provide their answer. And the contestant decides whether to agree or disagree with that answer. Mm-hmm. If they are correct and they agree, they get the space. If they're incorrect and they disagree, they get the space. Otherwise, if they miss it, the other contestant gets the space. Generally, it was a man versus a woman. Wow. The man was the X and the woman was the O. And they might call them Mr. X or Mrs. Circle. Mrs. Circle? Mrs. Circle. That's the um, Mrs. Doubtfire prequel. That's my stage name. Mrs. Circle. So they played until somebody got a tic-tac-toe, obviously. That's how you would win the game. Or in the event that, you know, some of the, they call it a, a cat's game. You remember that term? Yeah, that's cats when game? you're playing... Um, Google, you can Google tic tac toe, and you play Google, and you just can't seem to win. Uh, you don't know why, so you just keep getting cats games over and over and over, and then uh, yeah, you you can't beat a, a, a stupid machine. 
Yeah, I don't think you're going to be a computer at Tic-Tac-Toe, but um, yeah, that's just a draw, a Cats game. Nobody won. But Why is it called Cats game? I don't know. Wow, I thought you did research. Well, I didn't do research on Tic-Tac-Toe. Well, that's what this entire show is about. Well, because there are no Cats games on this show, because if nobody gets a Tic-Tac-Toe, whoever is the first to get five total spaces also wins the game. Okay. So I found out why it's called a cat's game. Why is game. it called a cat's game? Comes from the concept that a cat cannot catch its own tail. Just like a player in tic-tac-toe cannot win a game that is already tied. I just, whoever invented that, I feel like that's a huge stretch. Like, imagine you're playing tic-tac-toe. Okay, hold on. Let me get into character. Like, it's a new concept. Somebody just invented tic-tac-toe, okay, right? got it. And he's like, hey, look at this game. Let's play it. And you're like, okay. Sure. And, and you, you know, you keep, you each keep blocking each other's moves and then it gets to the end. There's no spaces left. Nobody has a Mm tic-tac-toe and they go, oh, well, it's a cat's game. And you go, wait, (laughs) what? And they go, you know, because nobody can win. It's a cat's game. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Yeah. Why cats? Why, why cats? And they go, well, you know, just like a cat can't catch its own tail. Right. I can't win this game right now sure. by catching the tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Would you say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's call it a cat's game from now on. I mean, that's how it happened. That's not how I would do it. No, I would say, you know, next time we play games, let's not do LSD. <laughs> because you are clearly out of your fucking mind right now. That's a monkey's game. And why? Oh, because you know, just like a just like a monkey flings its own shit. Yeah, nobody can win this game. You know how like monkeys will rip off um, people's faces if mm-hmm. they go wild. Mm-hmm. So nobody wins in that situation. Right. Monkey can't really do anything with a human nose. That's true. And a human without a nose can't smell the roses. Might as well anymore. kill itself. Might as well kill itself. <laughs> right. You said it. So I mean, that's the game they play. They would play best two out of three. Whoever won two games first would win. And then they're the defending champion. And that's the game. It's so simple. A couple hundred bucks, you'd win. I thought it was... I thought I saw some with thousands. Was that later in the 70s? That was maybe later, but also there were... So, there was the secret square game. Mm. And so, sometimes, uh, when they put the board up, it would be a secret square. Okay. And one of the celebrities on the board, if they were selected... And you got it correct, mm-hmm. you would win a prize. So sometimes it would be a cash prize. Sometimes it would be like a ski trip. Sometimes it would be a car, things like that. Yeah. So that was kind of the the alternative way to win. So like sometimes, like I've watched episodes where there were two secret games, or uh, and the each person won one of those, and so then at the end, Peter Marshall was like. Yeah, this guy won, but you also got like a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff over it. So everybody kind of won this game. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Lecoq. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is the game. There were celebrities on this game. Oh, yeah. That was kind of the the big pull of it. It wasn't so much a game show as it was an attempt to be a comedy show and showcase for celebrities. Yes. That was very transparently what the goal of the show was to the point where a lot of it was scripted no yeah the jokes and stuff yeah so they had a writing team that obviously would know the questions in advance and before the tapings they would kind of brief the celebrities oh yeah wasn't there like a little message yeah yeah because they didn't tell them the questions Okay. But they would say, like, hey, there's a question about Henry VIII. Um, maybe say something like this when you get the question. Oh, my gosh. And so a lot of the zingers were pre-written. And they would also give them bluff answers. Like, if the question was difficult or something like that, mm-hmm. they would say, here's here's a wrong answer. If If you don't know the answer, like... Here's an answer that's kind of close to the right answer, <laughs> so they might believe you if you if you say this. Wow. Sometimes they weren't given 
a bluff answer for a question and they didn't know the question and they didn't feel like they could plausibly come up with a bluff on the spot. And in those situations, they would just say, I, I don't know. And at that point, Peter Marshall would say to the contestant, do you just want to answer it yourself? And if they didn't know, they would say no. no. And then they would just ask the celebrity a different question. <laughs> okay. So it was uh, it was an interestingly set up game where they're just trying to get people to make jokes, basically. Yeah. And I get it because with the a lot of these celebrity-based game shows, that's what the entertainment value is, is seeing celebrities do and say funny stuff. Yeah, nobody cares what a celebrity knows or doesn't know. Also, I wonder to what extent it was a, an ego thing. Like, if I'm Joan Rivers, let's say. Okay. She, was a, she was a frequent celebrity guest on the show. And, I, you know, I'm good at acting and making jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much about the kings of England or something like that. And I don't want to seem stupid. So give me some info in advance or, or give me give me a good fake answer in advance at least yeah. so I don't seem like I know nothing about these questions that you're asking me, even, even though, though I know nothing about them. You know nothing. Right. Like, don't you think like celebrities are very egocentric? So that, that For might be sure. a, a big part of it? Well, also, I think that if you're a celebrity long enough, especially an actor you kind of lean on scripts. That's your whole career is having things scripted. So there's not a lot of I don't knows or um, yeah, I pass, skip. Yeah, so and there were um, a lot of regulars where they would target types of questions at them. So there were some people uh, that, you know, kind of were well known as a history buff or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they would almost always ask that person history questions or, Man. or somebody who's known for like doing a lot of like Shakespeare play type stuff. Like they would ask Shakespeare questions to that person. So, so you just don't, so they're just doing everything in their power to not make these celebrities look foolish. Yeah. Well, well the, the problem though is that like as the contestant, like if Kenneth Branagh is one of the guys up there and they're asking him a Shakespeare question, and I'm the contestant on the show, I'm just going to have to agree with him no matter what he says, for sure. But But at that point, you can take his tone into account, you know, based on how he answers it. Yeah, but I mean, they've also got the bluff answers. So they could be faking you out. That's mean. But that's what the whole show was. Do you not want to try and help me win money? Uh, What was his name? Kings of Leon? Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, (laughs) Kings of Leon. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like the beloved actor and director, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh, yeah. What's your favorite? Branagh? Kenneth Branagh. What's my favorite, Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh what? Piece of work. Piece of work? Yes. Casino Royale. Okay. I'm not going to. I totally hope he's in Casino Royale. He's not. How do you spell his name? I found it. Okay. Northern uh, Irish actor. He uh, he's done a lot of Shakespeare stuff. He's uh, most recently did Murder on the Orient Express, I believe. Okay. He's about to do Death on the Nile, as well. Agatha Christie novels. Adaptations. Oh, okay. Got it. He's Poirot in those. He also directed, I believe, Thor. Not Ragnarok. No, that's Taika Waititi. Yeah. The first Thor, maybe the second also, but definitely the first Thor. He's uh damn it no James Bond. No James Bond. What a surprise that he didn't direct a James Bond movie. I mean, you never know. That was the first one with um Daniel Craig. Mhm. Casino Royale. When there was poker in it. Yes, also features my future wife. Um You have a current wife. Right. This is my future wife, Ava Green. So uh, what situation has to occur in which your current wife is out of the picture and your God, future wife... Yeah, there's so many situations in which that could occur. Oh, my God. Are just you ask, fantasizing just about Just ask it? her. No, my <laughs> wife is. <laughs> okay. So some of the frequent 
or semi-regular celebrities of the time were it would be like people who were on you know the dick van dyke show and things like that mm-hmm. um joan rivers as i mentioned was on it semi-frequently uh buddy hackett florence henderson of um florence and the machine yeah that's who florence <laughs> henderson is <laughs> uh, i'm gonna do so many indie band see oh florence henderson is dead that's a shame oh no she played Mrs. Brady, if you'll recall, on the okay. Brady Bunch, yeah. which also had a bunch of squares. I wonder if she <laughs> always sat in the same square of where she was on the Brady Bunch. Uh, so she was the mom. Right. Let's find out. How how the Brady Bunch logo was set up. Brady she? Bunch, is she's at the top, I believe. She's top right? middle? That's the mom? Yeah, so I wonder if she sat top middle. On Hollywood Squares. That would be a cool little that nod. Be a, yeah. I like that. Hey, guys. Uh, 1960s, if you're listening, <laughs> make sure that Florence Henderson is top middle on Hollywood Squares, just like she is on the Birdie Bunch. Right. Vincent Price was another somewhat regular. He did uh, a, a lot of those B-horror movie type, Dracula type of Ooh. things. He, he also... You see this parodied a lot, like in um, Fright Night, where there's that, like, Welcome to the ghouling hour. Tonight's creature feature is blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that sort of thing where they introduce the bad B-horror movie. Yep. He he had that whole Vincent Price hour thing uh, going on back in the day. It's like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, exactly. He, He was kind of the original version of that. Cool. Where he was just kind of, or like, uh, we've talked before about like Vampirella and, and, uh, when did we talk about Vampirella? I don't remember. There was an episode for some reason we talked about, va- oh, because of, um, you remember those two weird Hall- girls? Elevator. Yeah, the Elevator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> elevator was the game show. Yeah. So, so those were kind of, uh, oh, Demond Wilson, who, uh, he was on, um, God, um, what's the show with Red Fox? Um, Lady and the Tramp. Sanford and Son, Jesus. Uh, so he would, uh, they would ask him like a lot of stereotypical black questions. Oh no. And then he would always like give a, an offended response. That was kind of his bit <laughs> was they make a stereotypical joke and he gets upset about it. It's pretty great. And that's a solid bit. So yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of that sort of stuff going on. A lot of uh, you you knew what you were getting from some of these people. I saw Dolly Parton on an episode that I watched. I did too. Yeah, she was not good. No, she wasn't great, but she writes some great songs. That's true. Which is more of her thing than answering trivia questions. So I'll give her a pass, I guess. Would you consider the Blair Witch Project a B horror movie? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. It's a low-budget independent horror movie. Yeah. But are you looking at a list of best B horror movies? Yeah. Okay. What's number one? Cannibal Holocaust. I've heard of it. It sounds horrifying and disgusting. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it does look sound gross. A Nightmare on Elm Street? No, that's not a B horror. This is a... IMDb. Because anybody can make a list of whatever the hell on IMDb. Nightmare on Elm Street is not... I mean, it's... Johnny Depp was in it. Hello. Hello. I mean, that doesn't preclude it from being a B-movie, but it wasn't a B-movie at all. It was just a low-budget horror movie. There's a difference. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of the the zingers were were scripted for these people, which is kind of a bummer to know. It is, because nothing is scripted on this show. We don't write any jokes down. We do those from the dome. We're basically like rappers. Except all these notes I have right here. Yeah, but that's those are facts from the show. We okay. don't want to just sit here and do, you know, hee-hees and ha-has for a straight hour. So, the most prestigious spot on the board, what, what do you think it would be? Prestigious in what? In terms of... The best place to, to sit. The best place to sit. Yeah, if you're a celebrity. Middle. Center square, baby. Hoopy Goldberg. Center square. Yeah, later on, it would be Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> but for most of this run, it was Paul Lind. Okay. What do you know about Paul Lind? 
I know that the uh, gentleman that helped me secure a loan for my home was named Lynn, and he <laughs> called himself Lynn the Linder. I hate that. I would not have used I him. I loved it I wouldn't so have much. Used it was him. the only reason we went with him. And he gave us a 17% interest rate. But we <laughs> oh, hey, that's solid. loved <laughs> his name. Yeah, I think he could have given me a 0% interest rate, and I would have said, I'm not comfortable with you. That's what that's the, what I know about Lynn. That's why you get you get a good deal from him. <laughs> because he does that, and most people are just like, all right, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so he, he was... Um, he was in a lot of stuff. He was he was in a lot of Broadway stuff as well. He was in Bye Bye Birdie, I think the movie version. He was Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Wiggling my nose around a little bit over here. I'm not good at, at nose wiggling. But he, he was frequently the center square. He was obviously picked the most because that's a, a strategically advantageous Because he was place. a white man. That's why he was picked the most. Did he have a fun bit where he got offended? No. No, he didn't. He was gay. Well, that's a little bit of a saving grace. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I was going to be really upset if he, if he wasn't If he gay. wasn't at least gay. Yeah. At least bi, but gay helps right. definitely more yeah. than bi. So he, he was quite good at this. He received, I think, three or four Emmy nominations for... Being the center square on what do you Hollywood do? Why squares. is he getting an Emily? Give the writer the nomination because maybe he also improved a lot of it himself. You and what you're just saying this out of nowhere. We know for a fact the show was scripted, and you're saying, well, maybe he improved. okay. So, what's his name? The old British guy, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> okay, he just won Best Actor. Sure. So your point is he shouldn't have won that. The writer that wrote the words that he said should have won Best Actor. Exactly. Okay. I would have rather seen the writer perform than Anthony Hopkins. Oh, he's just old. Yeah, so he got a few Emmy nominations for us. He was was quite Mm well-liked. At one point, actually, he, um, he left the show kind of later in its run in the in the late 70s and the ratings kind of dropped off and the producers got him to come back by giving him a co-starring credit so peter it was co-starring peter marshall and paul lind wow that's all it took we'll put your name with co-star in front of it remember how we were talking about how these people are kind of egomaniacal <laughs> yeah Yes. The answer is yes. We'll put your name in headlights. That's what they want to see. So yeah, he he often, much like we were uh, talking about with Damon Wilson, he would make uh, allusions to his homosexuality. So he would pull like a bunny with a scarf out of a top hat? I mean, he would just like start sucking dicks sometimes. On camera. Right, just like little illusions like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this show is... And that was scripted? <laughs> you, we, you'll, we'll never know. <laughs> um, no, but he 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 would give, give good... Obviously, this was a time period where being openly homosexual wasn't um, welcome, I guess you would say. You'd be Not, shown the door. It would be un- uncommon, but I think... Certainly in, in the Hollywood community, at least, it was known that he was kind of a Charles Nelson Riley situation we talked about on Match Game. He was kind of a well-known homosexual, but it wasn't, but you still didn't say it. Yeah, you couldn't say, I'm a well-known homosexual. Like, it was, it was back in the time where they would call you a, a poof or something like that. A poof? Yes, that was a... A poof. You never heard that? I think I have. But it's more of the gastrointestinal related when I've heard poof. You think of poop? No, no, like a fart. Oh, okay. Wow. But so, you, uh, so, so the phrase I have a poof in my pants is way different in the 70s versus like now. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> okay. like, like, for example, he was given the, the question, um, what does it mean when you say that somebody has the gift of tongues? Uh-oh. And he said, I wouldn't tell the grand jury. Why would I tell you? 
the gr- so he like, got in uh, trouble for sucking dick on TV. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, or um, this is this is not a, a gay joke at all. But um, one of them they said when when a man falls off of a boat, yeah, you yell "man overboard." Mm-hmm. What do you do if a woman falls off? What do you yell if a woman falls off the boat? And he said, "Full speed ahead." Oh no! Yeah, because uh, because when a woman's off board, then there's just him and a man. Oh, so so you think it was just his opportunity to be alone, gay stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think it was just a a funny little a funny little misogynist joke. I guess we'll because as a gay he, as a gay man, he was still a cis white male. So he was still pretty evil. <laughs> right. Um, and misogynistic. But he was, like I said, quite successful, very funny, very well liked in his role as the Center Square. Center Square. Uh, went off the air in 1980 on NBC, did another year in syndication after that. Uh, so it went off the air finally in 1981. Over 3,000 episodes. We only have had access to i think 130 of them in rerun what happened they retaped over it uh, again N- yeah nbc retaped over a lot of it and there's speculation that uh much more than 130 episodes still exist but due to things like uh political correctness and things oh, like no. that they they don't air those a lot of them uh, but the Game Show Network, and I think now Buzzer, airs them. Which my problem with it was this show was not on Amazon Prime, which has a lot of Buzzer shows. There's no way to watch this on the internet. It's not on the internet. Aside from YouTube. There's a lot of it on YouTube. Which is illegal. Which is illegal. And I don't endorse it, but I do do it. You do endorse Just it. Like you endorse it by watching it. You were, but not verbally. Silence is violence. And you're not being silent because being you're loud. constantly watching it. Fine. So, yeah. Don't watch it on YouTube, then. Don't watch it anywhere. Watch it on Buzzer, which is on uh, Antenna TV, I think. Antenna TV? Yeah. Like, is this uh, another thing broadcast? I have to pay for? No. Well, okay. How much is the subscription? No, it's nothing. It's, you just have an antenna. And it, it's just a one-time payment of the antenna? Yeah. You have an antenna. And then and what then monthly after up? that? Zero. Just nothing. Well, it just comes to you. I don't believe you. Okay. I've got one. It brings me stuff. Like uh, the local channels and like Buzzer. Buzzer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Daystar, which is a weird Christian channel. Daystar? It's called Daystar. Yeah. I don't know. It's some weird Christian thing. So it's like the it's opposite like of Death two Star. that I get. No, that would be Nightstar. Lifestar. <laughs> the opposite of Daystar is Nightstar. Anyway, it it went off air then in 1983. I think we alluded to this before. It came back as part of the Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour. Mm. In which two contestants would compete against each other in a round of Match Game. <laughs> then the winner would go up against the returning champion in Hollywood Squares. And now Match Game was two rows of three, you'll remember. So they'd add... Three new celebrities are wow. added in for this portion. Okay. Um, and then they would play Hollywood Squares. And then the winner of that would go to the Super Match, the the final part of Match Game. Yeah. But they could use any of these nine people at this oh point gosh. in time. And they did it. So Gene Rayburn, who was the Match Game host, came back to do host the Match Game portion. Uh, Peter Marshall did not come back to host the Hollywood Squares portion. A guy named John Bauman did. And what they would do is during the match game portion, John Bauman would be the lower left celebrity in match game. And during Hollywood Squares, Gene Rayburn would be the lower left square on Hollywood Squares. Okay. So they would they would do a little switcheroo in the middle switcheroo. of the show. And then again, the, the winner would return for the Hollywood Squares portion the next day while two new contestants fought it out in the match game portion to Dang. advance to that. So... That only lasted for one season. I think it was too complicated for people. It's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's weird. 
But uh, then there was uh, a version hosted by a guy named John Davidson from 86 to 89. Joan Rivers was the center square nice. in that one. Uh, we mentioned she was a semi-regular in parts of the original version. She she was center square for this one. And then the version that, that you referenced earlier. I referenced it. Produced by Whoopi Goldberg. She produced it? She produced it. 1998 to 2004 Hollywood Squares. Uh, sometimes stylized as H squared, like uh, the little two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how sometimes they showed it. Was the show called H squared? No. They would just show it like that. Wow. To be hip. Cool. This was 98 to 2004. Remember, extreme things were very cool at this point in time. That's true. If you could get like an X in your name, it would sell much better. Surge. Remember Surge? I had X's in my AOL name. What was it? I don't remember, but I remember there were X's in it. There were definitely X's. I don't remember anything else about it. But it obviously had access. This version was hosted by Tom Bergeron. He's a fairly inoffensive dude. And his actual name was Gerald LaVagina. <laughs> hey! Went with Tom Bergeron. He's hosted, uh, what, America's Funniest Home Videos as well? Or AFV, as it's called now? Oh, after... Um, after Bob Saget. After Saget. Yeah, I think Tom Bergeron took over that role from him. Also hosted Hollywood Squares. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was the center square mm -hmm. for most of this run of the show. Um, this These are going to be more people that we've heard of on this version. Good. Because uh, we were alive when these people were Amen, dude. famous. Amen. Uh, like Gilbert Gottfried was a regular. Huh? I don't know if that's very good. No, worse somehow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Gilbert Godfrey was the Affleck. He was the Affleck duck until he said a lot of horrible, offensive things about the Japanese Japan. uh, tsunami, which were hilarious. And uh, he got fired because apparently Affleck's largest market was Japan. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, he probably didn't either. No. He probably also didn't care. He's just a He made comedian. like 9-11 jokes He's right comedian, after 9-11. my dude. Um, yes, Gilbert Gottfried, Martin Mull, Caroline Ray, both from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my gosh. Coincidentally. Um, Brad Garrett, Bobcat Gold... Wait. I always struggle, yes. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Goldthwaite? Um, Jeffrey Tambor, who was also the announcer of the show for nice. a period of it. Kathy Griffin. Um, so there, there was a, there were a decent amount of people that you're familiar with late nineties, mm -hmm. early two thousands type of celebrities. Sure. Know, probably like a Andy Milanakis or a <laughs> Tom Green. <laughs> My bum is on the square. I've thought about Andy Milanakis in a very long time. I think about him every night before I go to sleep. Really? Yeah. He got famous from Tom Green, didn't he? Weren't they so sort of somehow related? Maybe. Tom Green got famous from having ball cancer. Well, cause he live streamed his surgery. Did he? Yeah. I remember he had a song about um, touching your balls. To, to make sure to that make they sure. didn't have lumps in them? Yeah. Do you, uh, I always have two lumps in my balls. Do you do that? Do you check your balls? I mean, I guess testicular cancer? Uns, like unconsciously. Unconsciously? Like you would, you but you think to the like point where... Like in the where, shower, I have to lift them up to get in my grundle? What is it called? Um, your perineum. My perineum. I have to get my perineum clean, so I have to <laughs> yeah. lift my balls to get to the perineum. Perineums. Uh -huh. So I guess do I you, do. But do you think that's enough to notice? No. I think, it. yeah, it depends on how large the growth is. If how I hard feel, are you supposed to squeeze them? If I feel, as hard as you can. What if they pop? Well, that's that's how you check. You you know what a mammogram is when they flatten the boobs? That's what you have to do with your balls. <laughs> Holy shit. You have to pan I have to get a, uh, what's the, a vice? To just squeeze it, right? Wrench it all the way down, correct? Jesus, and then mind. you feel. And if I think I'd rather have the. There's ball any cancer. lumps after that? I don't know if I'd be able to identify what I'm supposed to be looking for. Just any lump that's not your two regular. Lumps. I just, I guess, I just don't spend enough time knowing what it regularly feels like to notice if it changed too much. Do you remember when it was cool to have your hands down your pants in the '90s? Like baseball players would do it when they were practicing, I think, is when I first saw it. I don't know if they would have it down. They would just be adjusting a lot. 
Oh, okay. I feel like... I thought they did to keep their hands warm during during cold spurts. I don't don't know. Maybe. I don't... Did you not watch a lot of baseball practices? No, I watched a lot of... Yeah, I watched... I don't know that I watched a lot of baseball practices, no. But I watched a lot of baseball. Um... So what? Did you have your hands down your pants a lot because you thought it was? Cool, I didn't. Is what no, you're I didn't because I oh. thought it was it was strange to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like there was some sort of at least like a tuck in, like a not not necessarily all the way down grabbing like your junk, but like uh, half of your hand tucked in. Like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. I feel like there was something around like the Jenko Jean time period. <laughs> and I don't know. It could be completely. Uh, that was it. That's that. that no, kids won't understand that you. There was a time where you couldn't put stuff in your pockets because you would not be able to retrieve them until you took your pants off. Your pockets were at your knees. <laughs> yeah. Things would just go away. And your pants were a garbage can on each leg. You never had... You don't even know what you're... you're you weren't cool enough to have okay, Jenko's. Okay, well, first of all, Jenko jeans were ridiculous. Second of Jinko all... Jenko jeans were cool. My mom would not let me have those. My oh, mommy would yeah. not approve. Jinko jeans were kind of expensive, if I remember um, correctly. They were expensive. They were ridiculous looking. They were uh, they were worn by like the people that would wear a nine inch nails t shirt along with it. They would be it was worn also, by people that had a wallet chain. Well, um, it was mainly for the skate, like the skater skaters groups, skaters and goths. I feel like I don't think goths. Had Maybe Jinkos. not goths, but. Um, it was similar to what a goth would wear with like a big baggy pant, but Jinko was, was more... Yeah, it was a little grungier. Yeah. It was Jinko's. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And you missed out. And no, it's probably coming back now, so... Are they? Worry. I don't know that Jinko's Come necessarily on, are coming Jinko. back, No, it's not. Like, skinny jeans are uh, are out. They're out already? Now you gotta Jeez. wear loose jeans. I feel like jeans. skinny jeans didn't last that long. You're supposed to wear loose... Like, the... The, the TikTok generation, mm-hmm. they're wearing loose jeans now. Uh-oh, boot cut? They've got boot cut. They've got just gen- like just bad looks. Just You think they're bad, but you're also not a cool TikToker. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jinko still has a website. Of course it does. It's coming back, I'm telling you. And I'm like... That's not a Jinko. That's not thick enough. But, oh, you know you know who Jinko people listen to uh, was... Insane clown posse. You'd you'd wear some Jinkos at an insane clown posse event. Jinko jeans are a hundred and fifty dollars. Of course they are, and they're but uh, so apparently every single one is marked down from three hundred, which is absurd. There's no way they were that expensive. Uh, I don't. Did you have some? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was had, a skater. Because your mom didn't care about you. Because I was a skater, and if you didn't have at least one pair of Jinko jeans, you couldn't be labeled. You weren't a allowed. You weren't allowed to skate. You weren't allowed Correct. to wear the soaps. I the soaps were the most dangerous things in the world. You had them though. Of course, <laughs> of course, I had a pair of soaps. Did you have a pair of Heelys? No, Heelys I, were cool when I was too, too old. I agree, but I would also enjoy a pair of Heelys right now. I think. <laughs> I think that we're too old for, to be experimenting with wheels of, in our shoes. For most of my adult life, I've wanted a pair of Heelys. Then go get. I think they're like seventy dollars. Yeah, that sounds expensive. That's not that bad. You spent $100 on your shoes that are made from birds or whatever. No, they're not made from birds. They're made from trees. Or uh, And guess what's bamboo. in trees? Birds. You're <laughs> they, telling me... They just take the tree with birds in it and just put it through a blender. <laughs> You're telling me they cleared out every single insect and bird from that tree before they made your shoes from it. I'm sorry. Haven't you seen... Uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? The birds with Robin Alfred Williams as the uh, as the as the bat, as the Jack. No, the one that Avatar is a ripoff of. Oh, um, uh, uh, lilies, something Lily. Um, no, I don't think it's. Yes, <laughs> it is. I know it is. Ferngully. Ferngully. Yeah. See, no, not lilies. Um, Lily rhymes with gully. No, if you force it, maybe. L Y. They both end in L Y. Isn't that how things rhyme? No. So you're thinking, you think that uh, gully rhymes with inadvertently? Yeah. Because no. <laughs> it ends no. in the same. You got to go with like a, a bully. Bully. Bully is closer to gully. Then I'll allow it. 
It's an imperfect rhyme. Still a rhyme, imperfect. baby. I don't fuck around with imperfect stuff. <laughs> so, this show, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, like I said, she was Center Square for a while. She, after a little bit, left the show. Stopped, stopped producing it. Brought in some new producers. That meant they needed a new Center Square. Toyed around a little bit. Ended up landing on... Joy Behar. No, I think you're thinking of... Um, the View. Oh, okay. Which actually, um, Caroline Ray left the show to do the Caroline Ray show because. So you remember Rosie O'Donnell? She had uh, the Rosie O'Donnell show. Mm-hmm. She left in the early two thousands, and her hand picked successor was Caroline Ray. Okay. Which was kind of surprising to me because. I, I don't remember that aspect of... I remember Rosie O'Donnell's show ending. I don't remember the aspect of Caroline Ray replacing her. Because I also think of them on very different levels of celebrity. I think of Rosie O'Donnell as a much bigger celebrity than sure. Caroline Ray is. But I think they're both strong, loud, comedian women. Right. I think that they match up in that aspect. So Caroline Ray left the show to do that, so she couldn't have been the new center square. So they decided to go with Martin Mull himself. Martin Mull. Martin Mull? Martin Mull, yes. Mull or Mull? Mull, you know. Oh, this guy's great. He's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gene Parmesan in Arrested (laughs) Development. (laughs) The principal on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He's great. Um, he's done a lot of the uh, Christopher Guest stuff, I believe. That's what well. I'm thinking of, yeah. <clears throat> so he he became the center square uh, after Whoopi left the show. And then it was canceled in 2004. Out of synda- syndication. It's done. Wow. It doesn't exist anymore. The thing about this show... The thing about this show... And shows like it... Are again my uh, my complaint is like so now we we've got some revivals of these celebrity led game shows we've had we've had a match game revival mm-hmm. we've had a uh, pyramid revival we've had uh, to tell the truth these celebrity shows but for some reason now celebrities are so busy and important I guess <laughs> that they can do like. Two episodes a year. Yeah. Whereas, as recently as 20 years ago, Martin Mull and Caroline Ray and Gilbert Gottfried and Jeffrey Tambor and Brad Garrett were able to do weeks at a time on this show that aired every single day of the week. And, you know, certainly in the 60s, that was super common in the 60s and 70s that that, that these celebrities would be on these shows nonstop all the time. I, I wonder why we can't or don't have an interest in doing that anymore now like it's like uh you know joel McHale. he can be on you know three episodes of to tell the truth every year and that's it yeah well i think i wonder if it has anything to do with celebrities being too expensive now because streaming is a thing so now when they negotiate contracts they're like well you're going to use my content, what I bring to the show for a decade now. Instead of it just airing that one time for that one half right. hour. Like and nobody ever syndication. Seeing it again, I mean it's like it's the same reason that I didn't realize this, but we watched Dawson's Creek a couple months ago. And it didn't have the right music in it? Didn't have the opening music. Wait, what? Didn't have the theme music that Dawson's Creek was aired with. What is it? Sixpence None the Richer? Is that who it was? I that? don't know, but it wasn't. I don't want to wait. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. How could you have Dawson's Creek without the Dawson's Creek theme song? You turn on Dawson's Creek and you go, this doesn't sound right. So, what is it? A weird fake song with over it's the same a different credit sequence? Song. It's the same credit sequence, it's a different song. And it's because the contract or whatever ran out and they can't use those songs anymore. Do you watch the whole series? 
No, because the first episode was a dude trying to fuck his teacher. I was gonna say, like, doesn't Pacey like eh. fuck his teacher in the first episode? It's the he doesn't he doesn't, but he is trying very hard to. And at the end, like throughout the whole episode, the teacher's like not into it, but not offended. And at the very end, she does the the little smirk because you know he's still trying really hard. Yeah, she gives him the smirk, and you as the audience go, they're gonna have sex, right? And this is a funny, Hot. goofy storyline. <laughs> I wish this was not on basic cable. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't give you didn't pay your antenna subscription fee, so you got yeah, cut off. That's a shame. I just watched um, D two the Mighty Ducks the other night. Speaking mm-hmm. of Joshua Jackson, he's got a really reduced role in that one compared to the first one, which I didn't remember until rewatching it now. Dude, he was he was he was busy trying to bang his teacher. I think he was a little younger still in this than that. Maybe he wasn't real. <laughs> he was life, really young in the Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, but yeah, he had a really redu- He went from being like the star of the team in the first one to being like, "Hey, coach, I'll sit out. I just want to be a coach anyway." And I'm like, "What the fuck? You're the best player. What happened?" <laughs> yeah. So Joshua Jackson, he I think he would be the center square if you did Hollywood Squares right now, probably. Um, who would be your center square? What would what would be your name? The nine celebrities. If if Hollywood Squares <laughs> came out with a revival today, mm-hmm. and they did it right, none of this Joel McHale appears on two episodes a year bullshit. Yeah. If we've got you know a, a solid line of recurring people that are on a lot of episodes, okay. Who are your nine celebrities? You want me to do nine? I of want them. you to do nine <laughs> and tell me who's the center square. Okay. Um, doing Terry Crews. Oh, he'd be a good one. I like it. I'm doing Adam Sandler. Wow. Okay. Kind I'm of, doing kind of big. Andy Samberg. Okay. I'm doing... It's getting a little Jewy, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isn't Terry Crews? I don't know. Is he? I don't think so. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm doing... Uh, what's, what's her name? Um... Wow, I don't remember the female's name. She played Yay. Chucky. She was in the Chucky revival. Aubrey Plaza? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used. She did not play Chucky. Just to No, be she did not. No. Um, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, that's four. Yep. I'm doing... Is Joan Rivers alive? No. She's not. She died recently. Oh, I'm doing Betty White. Okay. I'm doing... She's been on a lot of these type of shows. Tony Hale. Okay. And I'm going to do... This cannot be interesting. <laughs> what do you mean? I, no, I think, I think people are interested. I think they, they want to hear uh, okay. who your final three celebrities are going to be. I'm just trying to think of people who would be really fun and gregarious. I mean, most celebrities, but... I'm also doing... I'm doing Carrot Top. Okay, wow, we bring back character. He's got to have props, right. though. He's got to have the funny props. The chairman of the board himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm doing... Um, Norm? Norm MacDonald. Okay. Who would just never give a real answer, would hate yeah. being on the show. And, but he would know the answer to every single question. Of course. Okay, you got one left, and you. I don't know if this person's going to be your center square that you're going to name, or one of these people that you've already named. Oh, gonna I know. I know square. it's going to be. Who? James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek, and he's because be... I think he's great on okay. Matt. Is a match game? Uh, yeah, I think he's he's he's, he's been on a couple. Game. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be your center square? No, no, oh, oh, oh no, 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 okay. no way. Which one of these people? Is center, be your square? center square? Because you've named nine. One of them has to be center square. I think, out of respect for her career, I'm going Betty White. Betty White. All right. Now I you're like nine. It. How long is this episode going to be? I don't know. We're at 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I like your nine. Mm-hmm. I like uh, you've got you've got a good variety of uh, of people in there. I would. Um, I would say some of your some of yours are probably like too big that wouldn't do it. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I wasn't the taking. Yeah, that into no, account. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But Andy, like, Adam Sandberg, uh, Adam Sandler, right? Terry Crews probably wouldn't do it. I, I, Terry Crews might have a maybe. shot. I think. I think some of these, at least on a recurring basis, like there's. Yeah. A, I think Betty White as center square is a good one. I think she'd be down. Yeah, I think she would. I think she's great. Should we on, call her? 
Yeah. <laughs> right now, live on the show. <laughs> hey, Betty, I love that uh, naked, huh? naked playing card huh? of yours. But yeah, that's that's Hollywood Squares. That's your version of Hollywood Squares. That's my version. How would you make Hollywood Squares? Aside from giving the nine celebrities that you gave me, yes. how would you make Hollywood Squares better? This is how I would make it better. I would have no more questions, and I would just have them play tic-tac-toe. So they'd just say... X O X O X. No celebrities. No celebrities. Okay. So it would just—it's just tic tac toe. Right, it's just two norm- normies playing tic tac toe. Okay. Uh, That's better, you think? I would hook up. <laughs> just to be clear, I would hook up a heartbeat monitor okay. and display heartbeats for the celebrities when they're so, answering so questions. So you could see if the, use they're it as lying, like a lie detector. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, and instead of agree disagree as the response that the normies are allowed to uh-huh. say. I would replace it with smarty pants or dumb dumb face. Okay, so they would just say, uh, they'd say, all right, here's the answer that Andy Samberg just gave. Yep. Is he a smarty pants or, or a, a dumb dumb face? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see how that wouldn't make it more confusing and would make it better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what are your make it betters? I don't, I, I mean, my only make it better is to just not have any advanced briefing and have them all be on top of the improvisational game. Uh, come up with a good joke on the spot, mm-hmm. as I expect you to. Dance for me, monkey. You're right. And. Monkey's game. If you don't know the answer, sorry, you're dumb. Just give a fake answer that you maybe sound confident in. Right. Because that's what acting is. Lying. Lying. Giving fake answers that you are confident in. Yeah. Like, Tom Hanks didn't know how to get a spaceship back from around the moon right. to Earth. But I believed that he did because he gave me some fake answers that he was confident in. And although I do think his performance was good, I would have rather seen the writer perform that and win the award obviously because it came from their brain so they have a strong emotional attachment to the words that they wrote right i would have rather have seen actual jim levitt redo the whole thing again he was one of the astronaut the apollo 13 real life astronauts okay not buzz aldrin no he was not in apollo 13 he was in apollo 11 got it yeah, I think I that that's what I want. I want re- like uh, what did uh, Clint Eastwood did that with that one weird movie he did, um, the the one oh, about the train. Yeah, the uh, the guys with the terrorists on the train, right? And he got the guys that actually stopped them right. to play themselves actually stopping the terrorists in the yep. movies. I didn't see that. Did you? No. No, it looked like. It would be bad because those guys aren't actors. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it wasn't great. And the, what was it called? Three Ten to Yuma. Three Ten to Yuma. No, that's a, that's a that's a western. I'm joking. Okay. Um, but it was something like that. It was like uh, like 1440 to Paris or something. Oh yeah, like, I think Paris was in it like that. Um, but but yeah, I think that's the only way to do movies from now on is the people like I watched um, Total Recall last night. Whoa. What I would have preferred was if instead of me watching Total Recall, somebody just implanted the memory of, of me watching Total Recall into my brain. <laughs> and then I could remember watching it without having had to actually do it. Was it good? Yeah, I think it holds up. Really? I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger, so you have to accept that That's aspect of it. true. You have to accept the aspect of that, for some reason, a guy named Doug Quaid talks like this like he plays these movies where he just has the most american name ever but he still has this thick austrian accent <laughs> my wife pointed that out last night so credit to you erica before you listen to this and say i'm the one who said that well i mean it's funny how you had the first time you mentioned her was when you were talking about your future wife why'd you have to bring and that now back finally right at now? the end of the episode you should throw a little bit of props I'm giving her some credit yeah. I'm just saying when she's done with me, which is probably sooner than later, <laughs> I will have to downgrade to Ava Green. Movie star Ava Green. Ava Green, okay. My she's my backup plan is what I'm saying. 
It's a strong backup plan. Well, I mean, shoot for the moon, you'll end up amongst the stars, as they say. I cannot find this movie. Uh, just Clint Eastwood train movie. How hard is like you're so train bad at googling movie? Clint Eastwood. Look, the 1517 to Paris. Actors it just popped up right there. It had actors in it. And no, see, you're over searching. Actors you, no. were veterans. No, movie they weren't veterans. They were just guys on a train. Didn't get good reviews. <laughs> uh, what say you, Google? <laughs> All right, let's see what Google says. The 1517 to Paris, yep. <laughs> Number one results. First one that came. Oh, man. Yeah, because all you had to type was Clint Eastwood train, and it would have given you that. I don't think so. I, my, I had a detailed Google research. <laughs> <laughs> 23%. Like, we, yeah, not great. The acting performances, they said, weren't great. All right, so that's Hollywood Squares. Uh, we're a couple of Hollywood Squares, squares. if you know what I'm saying. Until next time, check us out on Instagram at Come On Down Show. Email us if you want to. Why would you email? Find it on your smartphone, which is kind of almost a square. There's an update to the Apple Podcast app that probably makes our podcast harder to find. What happened? I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Oh no! You don't subscribe anymore. You uh, you follow. Oh, because we can charge people now. That's right. Should we start charging people no, for listening? Don't no, don't no. think so. Should we pay them for listening? Apple Podcast update. Why did <laughs> okay. it? All right, until get next worst. time. Come on down. Paid subscription with antenna. Fifteen seventy to Paris. <laughs> <laughs>